All right, my friends, Paulette Reese Denis here. Welcome to another episode of Heart and Hustle Visionary Healers, Movers, and Shakers. And I, I love bringing this podcast, uh, video podcast, to you, whether you see us or you hear us, um, because I just love, I love, love, love. Um, interviewing these amazing women and bringing them to you for inspiration and knowledge and, you know, just to see what people are doing in the world. They're making these great steps, great um, advances, great contributions to the world. And that is so great. And living their passions, living their dreams and of course that goes with heart and then the hustle and what is the hard part of all of that and how do we get to where we are today and so today i get to bring you wow like chick fit expert major woman bodybuilder beautiful gorgeous creature <laughs> linda mitchell here and linda how are you I'm doing good. Thank you so much for that glowing introduction. <laughs> well, you are doing amazing work in the world, and I'm so inspired by you and your your body awareness and body consciousness and what you're bringing. So I would love for you to tell our people what you do. Oh, well, thank you so much. Um, well, I have a studio called the Chick Fit Studio, which is now transcending into the sisterhood of sweat. Whoa, yeah. And so what does sweat stand for? Strong women empowering achieving together. God, I love that. That is so awesome. Yeah. I started out, uh, really, I didn't plan my first business. It just kind of happened. <laughs> so, and when was that? That was in 2013. Okay. So I was working within someone's business and they sent a letter to me on Christmas Eve, or I think it was, maybe it was New Year's Eve. Cause I know it was like so weird where we're out and we got home at like one in the morning and in my inbox was, we're no longer having uh, private contractors at our club. And so I was so upset, you know, because I built my business and it, and I was kind of like a freelancer within a business for five years and I cried the entire night. Oh God. You know, well, maybe not the whole night, but I cried <laughs> and I was so like broken up about it. And then what I cried about on New Year's Eve is what I celebrate now uh, because it pushed me out of the nest. I was time to go a little birdie fly and spread your wings and I would have just stayed doing the same old same old thing but I was made for bigger and better things and so this pushed me into that if that makes sense uh, absolutely makes sense <laughs> so beautiful what a great what a great way to to get pushed <laughs> oh my gosh right and you know, other people can see in you what you don't see in yourself. And, you know, I would hear from them, you, your mission as women, oh, you're, you're this and you're, you know, you're that. And, and I would, you know, I just never really saw myself in the role as a gym owner because I watched several of my male counterparts running gyms. And I was just like, I don't know if I really want that much 
you know, responsibility that I don't want to run my, you know, the way, the way I was seeing it is it wasn't what I wanted, but I guess we could always stand back looking at somebody else podcasting Mm -hmm. or somebody else running a gym and you're seeing yourself like you see them and you have to realize that everything you do is going to be different and you're going to bring your own flavor to something. And if you don't like certain things, you don't have to do them that way. So I was sort of stuck in that. And I think we can get stuck in that. Like with, when I started my podcast, I was sitting (laughs) back watching, you know, uh, my favorites, Lori Harder from earn your happy Lewis house from the school of greatness. And I was watching them do it and I got stuck in the well you know I I kind of look like Lori seems to me like to be a spiritual guru and then Lewis was like to me sort of like a business wizard and I wasn't seeing myself in either one of those spaces (laughs) so when I realized wait you do have something to bring to the table, but it's going to be your own flavor. Hold on one second. You're dying. I know. You got to edit that out. Oh, God. She's dying and I'm continuing to talk. Remember Are you go. okay? <coughs> do you have water? Um, yeah, I have water. I'm going to get a throat lozenges. Hold on. Okay. okay. I've been good all day. I start talking and this is what happens. Yeah. I just have to remember to edit this out. (laughs) Okay. Oh, yeah. Don't forget. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Okay. So I'll take up where I left off. If hopefully I can remember exactly, but, um, so I was, I was looking at them thinking, oh, I'm not this, I'm not that. Right. And also stuck in, who am I to do this? Mm. Oh, the imposter syndrome. Oh my gosh. I had that so huge. Like, who am I to do this? I don't know enough to do this. How can I do this? Why am I doing this? Uh, all of that, I think which each with each big thing that I've done, like write my book, like do the podcast, like step out and start speaking, doing solo rounds on my podcast, even doing a podcast, you know, opening my own business. I didn't go to business school. What am I doing? Am I really supposed, you know, am I really supposed to be doing this? And then I guess because I had sat back, I watched people that were so stressed out by it. Mm. I was like, Oh my gosh, I don't want that kind of stress. And So the big thing I have learned with my business is you have to have difficult conversations. You have to be willing to have them and you have to be able to tackle them head on right away at the beginning and set really good boundaries and a really good understanding for anybody that comes either comes into the gym or works under you. Mm, That's so good. And I mean, did you hear that people? That's, that's like so good communication and communication can be so difficult, but it doesn't have to be. It really doesn't. Yeah. In your heart. Right. Mm-hmm. Just I, th- I think I may have had a 
I think I had a little fear surrounding difficult conversations uh, because I came from a background of a marriage where I suffered physical abuse. As a child, I suffered sexual abuse and just a lot of boundary violations from eight years on, eight years old on up. So I think I didn't really understand how to set boundaries and what proper boundaries were because I, mine were so violated. So I think this was like a big thing for me to learn how to, what, what proper boundaries were, mm-hmm. and then realize that every difficult conversation doesn't have to turn out badly. Like to have the courage to have the difficult conversation. Oh my God, that's so huge. That's so beautiful and I mean, amazing amazing for you to come through some of those things um, instead of reliving those old stories, right? Yeah. You have to listen, you know, like to what stories are playing in your head. And then you have to ask yourself questions like why, you know, why is this story playing in my head? And sometimes you guys, you don't even realize the things that maybe you went through some trauma that you never dealt with. Maybe, well, for me, it was because I wasn't able to deal with that at eight and nobody took me to deal with that. So I didn't deal with that till I was 55. And you know, really, I didn't begin healing from that, calling it out, realizing how much that it had affected me. Mm -hmm. And so I think sometimes you've got to, really ask yourself questions, you know, when you're acting a certain way or feeling a certain way, you know, once I had listened to Mel Robbins audible kick ass, sorry, I'm not allowed to say that word, but that's the name of the audible. And I literally was listening to this audible and I don't even remember what she was talking about, but it was the way she got people asking themselves questions mm-hmm. about when did this start, why, and all these things. Mm-hmm. And I literally got healing from that, from that, from, from that episode of Kick-Ass with Mel Robbins. I literally, one day I was, we have dogs. We have these two adorable dogs. Well, now two. We only had one at the time. Okay. <laughs> and I literally didn't connect with my animal. I wasn't, I mean, I just didn't connect. I was never mean to my animal. I just didn't connect with my animal. And my husband said something to me. And it was the first time I asked myself a question, like, why am I, I used to love animals and I, why am I not connecting with my animal? When did I stop connecting with animals? And so the literal train of thought that I ended up with all these why, why went back to when I was married and I had a dog that I loved so much. And, and she was so like everything to me because I had moved far away from home at 18 years old to rolling Hills in North Dakota. And there was nothing there and I didn't know anybody yet. And my dog I had gotten for my birthday. It was probably my, it was my first like puppy. 
um, you know, that was just all my own because my dad had always been allergic to animals. Though we had animals, they were outside. And uh, yeah. so she was my constant companion. And we had babies together, you know, she had puppies while I was having babies. Oh, and, nice. <laughs> you know, she was just, she was my everything. And my, you know, significant other at the time basically was, he would hurt anything I loved. That would be his way of getting back at something. So he literally, literally my dog all of a sudden, I didn't see it happen, but my guess is, so I don't know, is she was all, she was just walking, she wasn't walking, all of a sudden she was paralyzed. And I had no idea how in the world your dog can be paralyzed, all, I mean like just she wasn't walking, she couldn't walk. We had to take her to the vet, I had to put her to sleep, and that was very, very hard. I had to stuff that down. Mm. I had to get through it. And I guess I, I, I really didn't recognize that then from that point on, it was the, the, you know, and when I said to my husband, I real I realized why I'm not connecting with animals. I want to get a puppy. I want to, I want to get a puppy. I want to, you know, start again and he said he said something and i said and this came from the deep within i was like this is your now husband my now husband yeah let's make that clear yeah. in my 24 years now um nice. i said if i love her you won't hurt her will you and it just came from like oh. inside Ooh. and then oh my gosh right my husband would not hurt an animal you know this husband loves animals. And that was just from the path story. Mm -hmm. And we got the, you know, we got the dog and oh my God, we like, I love my dog. Oh my God. All it, it's all back now. Like my love for animals, this dog is like my child. Cause we're empty. Okay, I totally understand that one. <laughs> okay. And like it, so just a long story short, this is how much, I mean, I don't know, God, universe, whatever you say, I say God. I mean, I, I feel like God above, like, saw my, what I needed. I didn't even know I needed it, right? And all because I was listening to this Audible, which is kind of like a podcast. Mm -hmm. And here I am, I'm sitting on the steps at San Diego Convention Center because I had torn my hamstring that's another story. And I was sitting there. Uh, I was, I couldn't run to this class that I was in the wrong place for wrong place, right time guys. I sat down. I thought, Oh, I'll just eat my hemp seed and fish because I was training for a competition that wouldn't require me to do anything crazy. And I was just like eating that. And then I looked up and it was one of those rushed mornings anyway. And I was like, OMG, it's Mel Robbins. <laughs> what? What? It's a mirage. It was literally Mel Robbins right in front of me. Yeah. 
the the person that was the catalyst for my healing with my dog right so i go up to her like no robins what and i was probably babbling all over myself (laughs) telling her the telling her the story and she said you you gave you gave your power away now now you're taking your power back like you gave that you know and uh so i just think that listening to podcasts uh and just getting your you can get so much healing i mean and just asking yourself why why that's always the question yeah why what's your why that's yeah. what I work with my clients all the time. It's like, okay, you want to do this? I want to know why. Yeah. Dial it down. If you don't know why, <laughs> if you don't know why, then why do you want to do this? What, what is it? What's in it for you? Yeah. Yeah. Right? Yeah. yeah. And I have a very strong why behind my business um, because of everything that I went through, you know, leaving though in fear for my life and um my children you know leaving and you know i hadn't really ever worked full time i hadn't i didn't have a college education i you know was abused having the confidence and the courage mm-hmm. to stand up and leave that situation behind is my why now it's it's my strength it's why I care so much about helping other women. Now that situation was extreme, but I think as women, we find ourselves in a lot of situations that we should have the confidence and courage to leave behind. And I think if we had enough confidence, we wouldn't end up in relationships that were, you know, were worthy of some, you know, bad relationships or um, it could be anything. It could be business relationships. It could be, you know, relationships with a family member that demeans you. I, you know, having that confidence to know you are worthy of, of more, it's huge. And that I want women, you know, in my studio to feel supported, you know, to be, to feel heard, to get that motivation, that confidence, that strength that they need to be able to be victorious in their lives. Yeah. And to know that feeling good Feeling good is it. It is so yeah. good. It is just what you want. You want to feel great in your body, yeah. Yeah. in your life, in everything that you do. Yes. And that's all it's all it boils down to is I want to feel great. I want to live one hundred percent great about yourself from the inside out. Fantastic. So you said when you were fifty five. I'm fifty six. <laughs> Damn girl. Damn. you were rocking it so big thank you thank you i love it and so so now are you in cincinnati i'm in that area i'm actually um my studio is in mason ohio okay because i grew up in columbus oh wow times a year yeah ohio girl (laughs) so the midwest all right and but so so people, what she was just telling me is that she's just recovering from this hamstring thing, but she went and competed. <laughs> Want to talk about this little competition thing? This oh little competition. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness! Well, I was uh, getting ready for Fitness Universe, and 
I, in my mind the whole time I was, I was kind of thinking I wanted it to be not my last bikini or figure or whatever, but my last fitness competition Mm, Okay. because I'm 56 and doing, you know, gymnastic type moves and splits, jumping in them and (laughs) (laughs) doing all of the above. It's just at some point it's getting kind of rough on your body. And I just really, you know, plus it wasn't just because of that, because I like doing all that. It was also because they don't have a division for my age group. So I was competing in open fitness. Okay. Mm. Um, which means 18 years on up. <laughs> so I was kind of like, you know, this is getting really <laughs> getting hard and um so I wanted it to I wanted to go out on top and go out with a bang and well I sure did I was at my uh I was practicing after boot camp and my husband came and he all he usually doesn't pay a whole lot of attention to this because I've been doing it for like 15 years (laughs) 15 you know and because I was wearing his baseball number, I think it perked his interest because I was doing his favorite routine, which is the baseball routine. And I have Mitchell on my, my, you know, my shirt and his number. And so um, he came to watch and well, he started talking to me and I wasn't warm. I wasn't warm. And I normally do it right after boot camp, So I'm completely warmed up because at this age, you have to be warmed up. if You're going to do that. And so, and he wanted a video and I knew it wasn't a good idea, but you know, I wanted to, I wanted to please him. So I was just like, I should have listened to my gut. My gut was no, no, no. But here we are. He's there. He's watching. Um, He pulls out the video camera and starts videoing. And of course I went full out when that camera was on. So I jumped in the splits. I heard my hamstring pop. Felt it. Think about it. (laughs) Felt it from bottom to top, top to bottom. I laid down on the ground, rolled around. I was so mad too. I have to say, I was just mad that it happened at all. It didn't have to happen. I was just so mad. And I, I really didn't think I was going to be able to compete. We got up, we went to the emergency room. I was there till one in the morning, supposed to be leaving on a flight the next day. And the emergency people were like asleep. Not, we couldn't find them anywhere to let us know what the <laughs> prognosis was. And so literally we went home. So the next day I was like, I could, I could get up, I could... I could walk and I was just like, you know, I've trained for this. Um, you know, if nothing else, I could at least do bikini cause I'm doing two competitions, fitness and bikini. So I went and I got there and I was just like, well, I'm going to go to cryotherapy. I'm going to, I'm going to see what that's all about. So I went every day to this freezer, you know, put yourself in this basically like ice cold, like ice age tub. It's called cryotherapy. And uh, afterwards, I would feel like my normal self. I wouldn't feel like I had this hamstring tear that I didn't really know I had, but it felt like something wasn't right. 
And um, I thought, okay, when it gets closer, I'm going to, you know, the emergency room still hasn't called me back with results. I'm going to call them. I called them and they said I had a strain and it was misinformation. They left it on, or actually they called me back, left it on my voicemail. It was misinformation. So I, cause I wouldn't have done it if I thought I was completely torn from the pelvis, <laughs> which is what I had. So I um, just worked on my mindset. I listened to Todd Durkin. I don't know if you guys are familiar, but he's an amazing, amazing um, fitness person. He won the Jack LaLanne Award at World Idea Conference. Uh, Todd Durkin. Durkin. Yeah, D-U-R-K-I-N. And uh, I was listening to Oprah. I mean, I was in my room having coffee, listening to all this motivational filling my mind and going to cryotherapy. So when it came time for the actual show, I thought if I think I can win it, I'm, I'm all in it. And I wasn't sure because I saw this gal that looked pretty darn like amazing. She was a gymnast. So I was kind of like, ooh, I don't know. I don't know. So then she said to me, oh, I popped my hamstring a couple weeks ago when I was jumping in the splits <laughs> and I was thinking huh and so it was time to go we're getting ready to compete and I'm standing there and she jumps in the splits and I'm like well if she can do it I can do it <laughs> that's my mindset so I'm like here I am at the show it's my turn to do it I think I only modified like one one thing maybe at all in the whole routine, not the splits. I literally did jump in the splits. I did my whole routine. Uh, I placed third in open fitness, which is the highest I've ever placed. And second, when it was the, the bikini, the bikini masters, I placed second. And, uh, and then I, I was just like, wow, I didn't feel a thing. I had the adrenaline going. I did not feel a thing during that. Not a thing. It was all just mindset. Just and, and it was the first time I could shut the voices out of my head. Like where when I say voices, like when you're doing something, you might be just worrying about this. You might be worrying about that. You might be like, um, you know, what if I fall out of my handstand or, you know, I, or, or you might worry about who out there doesn't want you to do well, you know, things that you would worry about. And it was the first time I knew what it meant to go into that zone where it was just you and God and nothing else mattered and you were just present, you know? And uh, so that was pretty, that was pretty cool. I don't think I ever want to go to the extent of having a hamstring. Right. Uh, Tear to get into that zone. I'd rather just jump into, <laughs> jump into it. Uh, no pun intended. <laughs> but uh, I just basically went through all of that. And then two weeks later, I was going to go surfing with my son for his 21st first birthday. And I was thinking, man, I don't, I don't know about this. this. This is probably not a good idea. I still don't feel quite right. Uh, I had been doing all my boot camps. I was doing everything. And then the doctor called, oh, no, no, no. You are not going surfing. 
you have completely torn your hamstring. He could see it on the x-ray even before I got an MRI from the bone, you know, from your pelvis and there's bone fragment hanging. And so that was, you know, that was it. I found out and uh, I went first to a doctor that I convinced, oh, you know, I convinced him because I'm a salesperson, I convinced him, uh, oh, I'm fine, I'm fine, I've been running, I've been doing boot camp, I don't need to have any surgery, and he was like, can you touch your toes, and I'm like, yeah, and I'm like, I'm doing box jumps, I'm doing all these things, so he was like, well, if you break it, we'll fix it, so I went home, and I looked at the X, I saw the MRI, I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm like, it's hanging by a thread, it's like more than three quarters torn, and I thought about it and I was just like, I want to be optimal. And I think I sold him on that. And I don't even know if he's the doctor that does hamstring surgeries. So then I went back and the doctor that I had uh, next was like, yeah, you absolutely, um, you know, you are a candidate. I only, I only do athletes and, I, I don't think you're going to be happy unless you have this repaired. Wow. Mm -hmm. And so we made the decision and it was, you know, by the time I had the hamstring reattached, I believe it was, it happened like around June 26. I had it reattached on nine 11. Um, my daughter had a wedding. I mean, I had so many things planned I had to do. Um, and so I was running on the beach with my husband, dragging that leg. And I just remember the night before surgery, the day before, I just knew it was right. I was like, it's not going to get enough better mm -hmm. for me to be happy. I, I, I was trying to do natural healing, but I was like, I, I know it's right. I need to have this reattached. And uh, I'm up and running. I'm already, you know, up and running. And uh I'm not running at my fastest yet. This is three months and a week out, but uh, I'm running eight miles and I'm on the treadmill at about oh, 6.0, 6.2. You know, and the, the fastest I've run yet is like 6.4. So, you know, it's so important. And, and I've just gone through my own healing. <clears throat> uh, with, I had a back injury this summer and I actually took six months off six months and what does your body do <laughs> oh my gosh all right so so not so fun so no. it was beautiful and i really had to do it and i'm really glad i did it and i feel a lot better and my body's starting to rework and i'm starting to rework out and you know between yoga and the gym and running and dancing and i'm starting to teach again just had a couple of performances and it's hard. It's freaking hard. I'm 61 now, you know? That's right. Yeah. It's, it's fantastic. But sometimes you've got to let yourself heal. Oh my gosh. You got right. To listen to your body. And the older we get, especially, you know, it, it takes a little bit longer. Uh, but I, you know, the, I, when, when all this happened, I was like, I'm not going to be able to ever dance again. Dance is my life. It's so hard. You know, it's like, I'm not going to be able to walk. I can, I'm crawling on the freaking floor. Yes. I'm in so much pain. I can't yes. even get up. It's like scary. 
So you got to do, you got to do the thing. And I do the alternative and I do the, the medical and I had the little surgery and, you know, I do all the herbs and the acupuncture and the chiropractic. You do all the things that you feel like you have to ask your body for what it wants, for what it needs. And allow yourself to be in that space. And that's a whole nother space, a whole nother healing process, right? Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. So you can get to where you want to be. So you can get back to where you want to be, or maybe not back all the way, but back to a place of, of feeling good and doing what you do. And it may take a different shape. You know, I'm not quite sure how, how your hamstring is working now, but I can't work really well. <laughs> I'm glad. Can you do the splits? I'm not trying to do that yet. <laughs> Good. Good. I'm really glad. Heck no, we're going to work into that in a year. I mean, like not in a year, but towards, you know, I don't plan on doing any fitness competitions for a year if I do yeah. them again, but I will do bikini. Yeah. Wow. Bikini. You're blowing my mind. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay. So, so wow. You've had lots of obstacles. You've had lots of hustles in your life and you've confronted a lot of them, which is fantastic from your childhood days to your, your recent injuries. Yeah. And, but you continue to do what you love. Oh, for sure. That's what keeps you alive and vibrant and young. That's so beautiful. And, and, um, not only doing it for yourself, but guiding women on their journeys, right? Yes. That, that's so rewarding. So good. So good. Any, any last words of advice? Any last words of advice? Whoa. Oh, <laughs> <no pressure. laughs> uh, surround yourself with people that don't dim your light, that don't try to dim your light, that you know, support you and lift you up and care about you uh, in your inner circle. Make sure that those are the people you're surrounding yourself with. And always, always uh, be you, be authentic, because that's the only way to show up in this life. Mm. So good. All right. Well, Linda, thank you so much for sharing many of your stories. So inspirational and, and awesome. And just to see you doing what you do. Uh, and it's, you know, especially as an older woman, which I think is really so freaking awesome. Well, thank you. you. Thank yeah. you. It's, you know, and it's, what's so great about it is, um, and I see this too, is seeing older women who quit. Who stop. Well, it would have been easy to quit when the hamstring thing happened. Oh, yeah, but no. Because it takes you down to Chinatown. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I think I'm going to write a country song about that. <laughs> I like it. Um, but but to, to, to remember what it is that feeds you, right? Yeah. I mean, what feeds your soul, what lights you up inside is ultimately what you should follow and okay. connect with. Yeah, so good. Well, again, thank you for being here. Thanks for spending time with me and with all of our beautiful viewers out in Heart Hustle land. And everybody out there, I will give you all of 
Linda's links. So you can join her chick fit and her sisterhood of sweat and see what she's up to. And uh, that's so cool. And I really thank all of you for being here again today. If you have any questions or comments, please email me or share um, or go ahead and email Linda. And, you know, live with gusto. Listen to your heart, listen to your body. What, what is it that you want? What is it that you're striving for? Um, it's so good. I mean, we are so connected, body, mind, and spirit. And that's so important to stay connected, to stay connected and to listen and to allow, right? To allow the flow, to allow your desires to come through you and do what it is that lights you up, what lights you up. And I'll leave you at that. And until we meet again, I'm Paulette Reese and this is Heart and Hustle, visionary healers, movers, and shakers. And until next time, have a great life. <laughs>